folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast, Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey, everybody, it's Corey Poindexter here with Bob Fickety. And today on the Small Package Show, we're reviewing TLC Pay-Per-View. We're talking about Raw and SmackDown. We also got some crazy news about personalities at the WWE. And to top it all off, we're going to play a little bit of a WWE trivia, Royal Rumble focus with Bob with big stakes on the big line. Big stakes. I'm scared. I don't know them yet. All that and more today. I agreed to this. On Small Package. Yeah. Get into another weekend professional Okay, recipe. what do we want to do first? We want to do the recaps and everything first Or should I get the big news out of the way? So let's go ahead and open up with that big news Okay, okay, first off I don't know if you've heard about this yet Because I haven't brought it up yet But a McMahon has made it to the White House mm, What? <laughs> Have you not heard about I'm this? Assuming, I'm assuming I can only assume Based on political experience, that it's Shane McMahon. <laughs> uh, it's is it is Trish Stratus in the family? I know she took care of, of of Vince when Linda was incapacitated. Oh wait, is it is it Stephanie? It's Hornswoggle. Shit, son! Holy fuck, Ricky! <laughs> no, but uh, Linda McMahon has been. Included in Trump's cabinet officially as uh, what is it, the small business director? Something, and it's something about small businesses. Which she's Kane, she's the director of small business operations. And <laughs> so that's a thing now, okay. A McMahon, uh, a McMahon is officially in the cabinet, extended cabinet of. Donald J. Trump, your president-elect. So that's what we have going for us as a country. Fun fact, Donald Trump will be the first sitting president of the United States to have eaten a cold, a stone-cold stunner. Uh, And Linda will be the first person in a cabinet to have also eaten a stone-cold stunner. (laughs) It's it's pretty... uh, And they're considered arguably the two worst stunners of all time. I don't know, man. I, I mean, Vince took some pretty bad ones. But Linda's is so bad. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, the other big news is that Jerry, the King Lawler, and Lita have been removed from their duties for the WWE. Now, are they out of the company completely? Or are they just removed from the, the kickoff shows and, and, and whatnot? It seems like... JR tweeted that that Lita at least is straight up gone, and I doubt they'd keep King around for anything else. Yeah, I don't know what so. they would keep him around for. And honestly, they were both King. King had gotten bad. Lita was like B. She was never good. She would never was good. Like they have to have a whole host of people that they can call who would happily jump at the chance to be able to talk. On the WWE. Like, that's literally her job. 
was to talk. Yeah. And she, my joke to you was she sounded like a robot that was designed to mess up every other line. Right. Which, like, wow. Anyway. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's definitely, it's definitely big, big news. Um, and, and we saw one replacement at TLC who I, I don't know if he's going to be sticking around for, or not, but uh, Peter Rosenberg. Yep. Hot 97 zone. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, most people don't don't call other podcasts out like and I mean that in a positive way, like uh-huh. shout outs to them. But man, I love that cheap heat podcast, the ESPN one. And damn, like I love Clearly listening it's to got it. the ear of the dubs. The dub yeah. dubs. I thought course, it was good. Uh, that whole WWE on ESPN Twitter account and everything, like whole the whole thing launched. Yeah, their big partnership. So clearly, this is all like their bid to be more taken more seriously. Mm. I guess. Maybe we'll see that more reflected, better reflected so. in the product. I mean, ESPN has definitely, with Jonathan Coachman's over-the-top rope segments and just lots of extra presence. By the way, if you guys are hearing that at home, my radiators are demons. And it's, I mean, it is startlingly loud in my apartment. And Well, good thing you're not in mine. The, I got all those pipes up, up above oh for every apartment, just cling-clanging. Uh, and heads up. Imminently, you guys may hear the return of a of a longtime fan favorite, the air conditioner, because you know in these in these old New York apartment buildings where there's oh, no yeah, way to the, turn it off. The, the hottest season in New York City is winter. It's crazy. Like, and there's no way to turn them off because the little valves on them. People think those are on off. They're not. They're like they're not like the 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 valves are not strictly speaking like on off because like if you could turn them off, you could fuck up the, the heat for the whole building because uh-huh. the way the water has to flow through, this isn't a plumbing podcast. So I'm going to drop this now, but it, it's hot. And uh, Bob, I'm about to ask you to hit that air conditioner button. Okay. Any, any second now. Okay. Like, like go, 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 go. Is there actually, I think there's a power switch to it for the higher low. You can just probably kick it on low and maybe it won't be quite as, because that's also super loud. There we go. That's, right, that's well, a little I'll bit. sit over here. Audio professional over here. Just there's nothing I can do about this. This is a location's problem, not my problem. <laughs> uh, well, so, anyway. yeah. And Paige is also supposed to come back. There's a rumor well, around up. Her, her, her second drug suspension is coming up. Uh, that it, doesn't mean she's coming back. It ends. It ends this week. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there's something for her to do. True. And uh, the way she's been unofficially sitting ringside at other promotions events. Right. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she actually apparently gets her wish of yeah. leaving. Because it's kind of sad, dude. It's very sad. She had so much potential. She was a great performer. Literally got the Divas belt the night she debuted. Like, obviously, they could have just pushed her right back up to the main event scene at any time. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I feel like the show could really use her. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly feel like 
both of the shows could benefit from her. And there, right? been, there are One a couple of, of NXT shows, women. Definitely. There are a couple of NXT women that have been tapped to start doing like WWE house shows. I know Liv Morgan is one, and there's a few others. Yeah. Uh, so they could definitely be helped, especially Raw, because Raw has more time. And you have, for the time being, for the, for the immediate future, you have enough storylines you can do with the SmackDown women's roster between those women. Yeah, like the SmackDown women's roster is okay. The Raw roster is feeling really thin. I mean, yeah, because once and you get if past... they could have had like Paige as a, as a top heel... Like alongside Charlotte, because once you get past, I feel like it would help, like Bailey oh, yeah. get over more. Once you get and, past Char- the Charlotte Sasha feud, you got, she is technically on Raw, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. After you get past the Charlotte Sasha feud, you have Dana Brooke, who's not used as heavily except as a henchwoman. You have Bailey. You have Nia Jax and Alicia Fox, and it kind of falls off. Paige is somebody who can play face and heel enough that you could yeah. do some more storyline work there. So hopefully, hopefully she does come back, uh, both for her career and for um, product and for the product. I mean, that would all be great. We'll just have to see. You know, it's <coughs> it's definitely. Uh, but she's also fucking poppy crazy. Yeah, that's true. She is. She has kind of, and I don't know if that's more her or Del Rio. Uh, other news: Cena. There's been reports that he's been uh, kind of miffed with WWE about yeah. about how you know he is the top paid WWE superstar, but he has to work so much for it versus like Lesnar and like Goldberg's deal. Uh huh. So there's been some rumors that uh, you know there's been some rumors that like he's kind of miffed, and that's why he's taking more of these movie roles. Like he just got a couple other offers to be he's in hosting movies. SNL this week. Yeah. He's hosting SNL this week. Uh, he's there's a, I think it was a set. I, I want to say it was like a Seth Rogen movie that like they're offering him. I like mean, a he's lead. doing it very much like, uh, as a face of the WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but some of these movies that he's starting to take now are like, Oh yeah. I, very I, not WWE friendly. Yeah. So, like his role in Sisters was really funny. Yeah, right. Also, uh, Undertaker has been seen backstage at a few of these tapings lately. He's uh-huh. not actually shown up, even though he said he would. But whatever. But he's been seen backstage, so he you never know. He, they I could mean, be just waiting well, for the right time. They were also in Texas all week, right? So maybe he's seen backstage because yeah, he's just hanging out with his buddies, and once they moved on to the next state, he's not gonna be there, right? Uh, also, uh, pre-Raw and SmackDown shows have been cut down severely in time. Uh-huh. Most of us forget that they even happen at this point. Yeah, because they're on the network exclusively, but they're also, like, with weird people. And like, apparently one guy is a, is, a, is a host on Pix11, like oh my the gosh. TV station. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. He's on the Raw pre-show, I think. That's so weird. Well... They may just get cut completely soon, so that's that. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, also, uh, one more thing from Cage side. So Peter Rosenberg was on the TLC kickoff, uh-huh. and they're they're thinking of pushing him and having him come back for some more. Another one they're thinking about bringing on from the uh, podcast world 
Sam Roberts. Oh, and yeah. I would be very stoked. I could, I could really get behind a pre-show panel that was Renee, Booker T, Rosenberg, and Sam Roberts, or Sam Roberts and Katie Linendahl. Those would be very fun. Right. I mean, I, they're guys that obviously show that they can talk. Mm-hmm. They can talk to wrestlers. They can talk about wrestling. Right. So, like, that's who these people should be hiring to talk about. Or, you know, like. I mean, it's such a it's such a, a big noticeable change from Lita and King to Rosenberg because he's a radio host. Yeah. So he's constantly used to, he can read off the script, but at the same time can go on the fly. Uh huh. And so I think that bringing in these people who have already been a part of the, like, you know, IWC for years and have their own podcasts and their own other media outlets and bringing them in, you know, the hardcore fans are going to know who they are immediately. And the non-hardcore fans are still going to really appreciate that these people have presence and composure and don't call people by, yeah knowledge and don't call people by the wrong fucking name right yeah you know people who aren't gonna get up there and like fuck up what somebody's gimmick is and it's just it started to feel honestly like lita it felt like she was trying so hard but that's just not who she is and king it just felt like he didn't give a fuck oh yeah king did not care he he was just like recycling all of his old jokes and going through the motions yeah, and also he would just sometimes make just like really fucked up. We talked about like him making like racist jokes and like jokes about domestic violence things in the news and just being like, what are you doing, King? What are you doing? Just absolute craziness. Uh, oh, I almost blew my own ears out just now. Just in that volume up. So anyway, TLC. Let's TLC get to recap. It. Okay. Um, first match was the tag match. Which we both saw coming, which was just pretty obvious. Uh, the Wyatts walked out with the belts. They looked great. Oh, it was amazing. It was a dominant match. I mean, it wasn't even really competitive, to be honest. It felt very yeah. one-sided. Yeah, I mean... It, but it, in all fairness, in all fairness... Yeah. It, they're like a super group that just formed. Right. So, like, it makes sense. Like, these guys would be in contention for the, you know top belt at any given night and now they decide to form a tag team right. like if slater or rhino got broken up it would make sense for them it would make some you know maybe an ic belt or something right but not the tag belts anyway so I, it made I, sense skipping ahead just a second did you see on smackdown that sweet like sister abigail into rko combo it was pretty good they're a great team they are i didn't get it at first and i admittedly when they first put Randy Orton into the Wyatts, I rolled my eyes and went, okay, so we get another split up in like two weeks. I love it. I hope that they keep them together for a while. And I hope that Randy Orton gets some like Wyatt-esque merch. And it just got confirmed that they're free birdinging their title reign. Dope. It's it's a great thing because New Day's been doing it for so long and it's been super successful. Yeah, it successful. obviously works. And it's cool to see that other tag teams will think to do this in the future. And obviously not everyone will, uh-huh. but, but it's cool to it's see It's viable it. to be a three-man tag team. Yep. Stables are back in, baby. And anytime you do need a, to do a six-man tag match, they're good to go. Oh, yeah. Or one-person match. Like, they can do one-on-ones yeah. and have the other two guys ringside or something. It's beautiful. So, moving on, we had uh, Kalisto versus Baron Corbin. 
which was a really good match. A lot of good, a lot of good chair spots. I would of, honestly argue to say that may have been my favorite chairs stipulation match ever. I know you're kind of poo-pooing on the chairs. You're like, good chairs illegal. How come nothing else? Chairs illegal, matches but... are usually fucking atrocious because it's 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 like it's a no DQ match, wink, but only chairs wink, and it's like that's yeah. silly, and like mountains of chairs and just like. But they did some really great spots. Yeah, a lot of like throwing the chair to the other person and like that unprotected chair shot that Kalisto took midair when he jumped off the turnbuckle oh, was yeah, nuts. Man. When he threw the one chair at Corbin, Kalisto I think really got over with these two performances. That and the one the next night on or two nights from yeah. SmackDown. No, I mean it looked good, uh, and also Corbin also looked good. Uh, you know, I mean, he looked okay. I don't know. Uh, he looks big, and I'm big. Uh, they he he did some great moves with Kalisto, like right. that fucking jump to the outside deep six. Yeah, that was pretty and then insane. On SmackDown the the counter into the end of days. End of days. Yeah, that was also those that were, was also those really were some great moves. Uh, so yeah, uh, Corbin picks up the win. Uh, Kalisto didn't look bad, and it was a great chairs match. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Was the no DQ women's no DQ women's match Nikki Bella versus was, Carmella? Meh, whatever, man. I mean, a lot of people have already ragged on this, but just how long that fire? I first off, I called the fire extinguisher. You spot. did like a psychic G. Uh, you won the overall predictions of the night, uh-huh. but calling that fire we didn't extinguisher have to go spot, through our dumb tiebreaker. Which if we did, I still would have won. Right. It came. It came. It was pretty close though. So. But yeah, I called the fire extinguisher, but I didn't think it was going to go that fucking long. Yeah, and and I think Meltzer tweeted out something where it's like it looked like she was vacuuming, not like hurting her opponent. I and so it's just like okay, yeah, it was kind of weird. And I mean, Carmella ended up frosty, but anyway, it was fine. And then it ended with Carmella still getting up after the beatdown uh-huh. and being like Natalia hit you before Survivor Series which all right you know right it's pretty it was Sets a pretty weak twist feed, I guess I mean we all kind of saw that coming yeah I'm sure I'm sure some of the 8-year-olds were very surprised that Natalia would do that cuz they forgot that Natalia always does this but anyway moving on so we had a table. Uh, no, the next match was Ziggler yeah, the and IC Miz. Match, and oh my which, god! Wow, a lot of creative ladder spots. I thought before the main event, I was saying this is match of the night because Ziggler and uh, Ziggler is the king of the ladder match. Because if there's ever a time to oversell, it's a ladder match. It's a ladder sure. match, and Ziggler's the best in the business at overselling. Uh. I would honestly say, and we can come back to this later, but just as a little tack on note, uh, after watching the last month and a half of product, I think Heath Slater might be the best authentic sell in the business. Seeing how he takes a clothesline and it look, he makes it look so vicious when he takes it, but then doesn't do that Ziggler McMahon stunner thing. Yeah, or he flops around. And yeah, he just takes it real hard. Also his hair. His hair also... It does. It just goes flying. I think it's a part of that and part his ability to like roll up onto his shoulders, but then stiffen out and fall as opposed to Ziggler where it's like he just like a fish out of water is just flopped uh-huh. around. Anyway, Ziggler missed hell of a match. Maurice did not get involved. No. Uh, Ziggler did there's take a couple kicks to the dick. Oh, well, yeah, there's that. But 
in a no DQ match. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's still cheated. It's still frowned upon, I guess. But well, having to and and it should be noted, one dick kick was not enough. It took it took two dick kicks to take Ziggler down. Big Dick Ziggler needed two kicks. But hopefully, as they say, this ends the feud. (laughs) Never. Never. So. Oh, oh, by the way, that's going to come up in trivia later. Okay. Uh, Anyway, uh, moving on. We had Becky's lunch versus Alexa's butt. Which in the butt takes the wins. Wow. And I thought this match was a little flat, but there were some cool spots in it. Um, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want, it's, I hate saying worst match on the card because it was not a bad match. It wasn't a bad match. The problem is just like with tables matches and especially, I don't not to harp on women, but seemingly with women more so than men, half the match is just watching tables get set up and dragged around and. I mean, there's a lot of in table matches in general. There's a lot of that because it's it's kind of, you know, the two people in the ring have only worked out so many spots. And so a lot of it is sort of figuring out on the fly and you're having to set up a table for a spot that's coming in like three to five minutes. That being said, I feel like with the women and I kind of get what you're going at for, I think, which is that I don't think that the women have enough experience in these types of stipulation matches yet in order to do it as fluidly as let's say some of the men who have done these yeah. more often, you know, I mean, granted, no one, no one can set up a table like the Dudleys fair. I mean, but, but the, and the Dudleys and like Dudleys, Hardy's education, they're in their own league, but like, even with people like, let's say like an Ambrose, like he's been in enough. Yeah. Hardcore, matches. hardcore matches over his career that for him to set up a table, it's a fluid motion. And a lot of the guys who were on the indies, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, like they've done this enough times that for them, it's just like a pull it out, set it up. Okay, it's good to go. Whereas for the women, I feel like it's a, they know how to do it. It's like, well, let's but, pull it out. Okay. Okay. All right. Got it. Got it. Okay. Down. Okay. Leg one. Shit. The thing fell. Okay. <laughs> Leg one. <laughs> I would I would say that's not I would be like root, 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 except that kinda happened in their match, so fair enough, Babo. Uh anyway, Becky lost, and I'm so sorry. But for you. I also I like like I'm imp- I'm just surprised by this outcome. A well I guess I'm not I'm both surprised and not surprised. I'm surprised because I uh, didn't think that they would put the belt on Alexa so soon. Uh, she's she's definitely worth deserving of it, and mm-hmm. as far as uh, character work and mic work, uh, not necessarily uh, for in ring work, but she's definitely improving and she's not bad. Um, so. Surprised that they pulled the trigger so fast, but it's fine. Uh, and I'm not surprised by it that because uh, realistically, could Alexa go through a table? Like, did they need like uh, Becky to go through a table simply because she has the mass to go through a table? Possible. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It depends. 
Oh man, could you imagine if they hadn't if they if like Alexa was supposed to go through a right, table? They were practicing table spots earlier in the day, and it was just like, oh I yeah, can't the table get her through this table without just legit stomping on her chest. Save the table. Like it yeah, it would take a lot of force. to me if you get like a pretty gimmicked table and did like the corner ring spot, and you have to do the throw them through it thing. True. That would be the easiest way, but. Alas. Anyway, so then main event time. Deanie Deanie Dean versus AJ 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 in a tables, ladders, and chairs oh my match for uh-huh. the WWE. Which is really just a ladder match with World Heavy tables and chairs around. Yep. And it was it was fucking dope. It was a great match. It would have been match of the night until the end. I mean, it still might have been match of the night. I mean, the match itself is fu- is just the fucking match incredible. Is great though, the so ladder match is great. Discredit that. No, no, but this was a fucking amazing match. And then Ellsworth comes out. So here's the weird thing. And we were here's both the like, weird thing. Uh, AJ, it should be noted, is like grabbing the belt when Ellsworth comes out, mm-hmm. and he stops. Right. And and he doesn't go for the win. Right. So you're like, okay. Here comes Ellsworth making the save for Ambrose. Right. And then they fight, they fight, they fight. Right. Uh, now Ambrose is going up to the ladder, going to grab the belt. Right. And then he gets pushed through the huge tower of tables. By Ellsworth. By Ellsworth. Allowing AJ to climb back up the ladder. Right. And grab the belt. I mean, I get why Ellsworth wanted to, I don't know, like, if he came out to distract AJ to get AJ the win. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Because his, his thing on Talking Smack was, I wanted to let AJ win because... I've got his number. I've beat him three times. Yeah, like, which is a stupid logic anyway, but... I uh, mean, it's it's a stupid logic if you consider the context that Dean won those three matches for him. Uh-huh. If you just look at it on paper, it makes sense. But then if you look at it as Dean won those three matches Well, AJ lost him, the first one because he disqualified himself because he just kept beating on him. Right, but I, again, that's what I'm saying. is like on paper, without looking at any context... Yes, that logic makes sense. But even still then, if you were out there to help AJ Styles, why come out while AJ's grabbing the belt? Right, literally about to win. Why stop him from winning to let him win? It uh, it doesn't make much sense. I mean, oh, obviously well. obviously we know why. It's because wrestling. Yeah, Because you were right. supposed to think that he was coming to help Dean. And then when he betrays Dean, it's like, oh my God, Ellsworth did it. It's like, what did you think was going to happen, people? This is all... If you've watched wrestling for more than six months... You should have known. You should have known this is what was going to happen, or something of this of this right, type of this twist. So anyway, caliber. that was TLC. I would say overall, very good. Pay it was a fun show. Enjoyed it, uh, especially. I, I I think that it honestly was more extreme than Extreme Rules, and I think. That, uh yeah, I, I feel there's a lot more like nasty spots, man. And then with Raw and SmackDown added in from this week, plus the last couple weeks, plus this TLC pay-per-view, we were talking about everything feeling a little more attitude Yeah, era. D- definitely. Man, they are doing more backstage like spots. They're doing more rough moves. Like, that fucking... Uh, 
what were they doing? The figure four through the ladder. Yeah. Like that. Looked, that was insane. That looked nasty. It, that was the Ziggler mismatch. Yeah, yeah man. It was great. And um, that where he set up the six chairs and did like the f- AJ flip through them. Oh, yeah. Man, just insane great spots oh man and, spots. and aj hit that one like oh yeah one uh 450 splash to through the to the outside uh, it was springboard insane. oh my oh that was insane dude jesus it was it was like a hop up springboard 450 splash to the outside and it was f- uh, and also the one that he did when it when he he did a similar springboard but then modified it to a, a ddt that one too, man. Just go watch TLC pay per view, man. It was great. It was fun. Uh, anyway, Raw and SmackDown this week. What do you want to talk about? I mean, uh, it was good shows. I thought. Yeah, no, both of them were good. I I, I watched both of them at work <laughs> the next day. What? Uh, but I mean, Raw's just kind of moving forward, setting up stuff for Roadblock. I'm honestly not even mad that I watched the 90 minute version on Hulu. Made me so like I know you're talking about the weird Lana story. Yeah, let's like I, that's I feel like the highlight here. Well, and the Kevin Owens and Jericho friendship thing, but like I don't know if I saw that. Okay, well, so the Lana story you said you were kind of confused by. No, I mean. Confused more in the sense of it was just, it felt weird. Well, she like seduced Enzo to bring him back to a hotel room so that Rusev could beat him up. Yeah. And I saw the, I saw Big Cass making the cell phone call. Yeah. Cause he goes out to the ring to fight Rusev only just not to have Rusev there. I did enjoy that moment. And, and then he was like, shit, I gotta let Zone know. And Enzo's like, well, I shouldn't. Oh, well, I shouldn't. Oh, well. Not now, boobies. big ass. Click. Boobies. And then he got fucking wrecked. Wrecked. So it it's really. You mean much good. It's really an interesting thing that if you look at like normal human emotions then Enzo is the huge heel and Rusev is the face. Yeah. But if you look at because wrestling emotions, because wrestling, because wrestling, those dirty Russians, you know, Bob, uh, Hey Bob, you know, rock and roll made me do it. <laughs> rock and roll made me do it. And then, yeah. So then of course there's the Kevin Owens Jericho feud. Yeah, I mean, I, I if I saw that like Jericho was like, "Don't come out and help me," and then Kevin Owens came out to help him, and Jericho was like, "Bro, why'd you come out to help me?" And it cost him the U.S. title. I didn't know if there was any more to it than that. Well, just that they're still angry with each other, and Fair they're enough. not. They're actually angry. They're not play angry. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens if that's the end of the friendship angle. I kind of hope. That they take a break from it and then come back to it later. You know what I mean? We can see. Um, that would be pretty dope. Uh, that was pretty much my highlights from Raw to talk about. Yeah. Uh, 
everything I mean, else just sort of oh and and charlotte smacking the fucking shit out of her dad oh, yeah that was oh that was brutal you I, were like oh man she's finally gonna apologize well, to her fuck no that was the funniest part though is because like when the whole build-up throughout the show about charlotte's gonna talk to her father i was like yeah she's gonna fucking turn on her dad again big surprise whoop whoop right the cynic in me and then when I see her talking about like, in case you guys forgot what a fucking or what she said like a cynical bitch that I yeah. was, and I was like, oh damn. And then she, they showed the clips again, and like I for a ju- they she is such a good actress that she she's got me really to go. Good. Oh, she's she's gonna actually she's actually forgive get, sorry ask for and- forgiveness. And then she just man, she smacked the taste out of his mouth. I was waiting for his fucking dentures to come flying the fuck out. Yeah, no, that was that was rough. And Sasha comes in for the save and gets wrecked. Man, good story work. What else can you say? Bra's still still doing good. Right. Uh, also, I'm we have Sheamus and Cesaro are going to get another tag team opportunity, right? No, it's a triple threat. It'll be a triple threat. Yeah, it's and, a tag team triple threat, and that's at Roadblock, right? No. Or yeah, Roadblock the end. I th- I thought that was next week on Raw. Uh, I think it's either on Raw or Roadblock the end. We'll find out soon enough. Anyway. Uh-huh. So, SmackDown. Uh, it was okay. It was fine. I, I had mean, no problems with it. On, so, here's the thing. As of late, Raw's been surprisingly enjoyable across three hours. And SmackDown has been okay across two hours. If SmackDown was also three hours, I would probably be kind of sour on smackdown really really i'm not i mean i mean i uh, we let's let's we can both agree that smackdown was the better product pre-survivor series oh for sure i I don't know if it's necessary that smackdown has gotten worse but raw has gotten better raw has gotten a definitely raw has gotten better raw's infinitely gotten better because i was it was borderline unwatchable for a bit there but uh I'm more just like SmackDown is just kind of getting repetitive. Yeah. And they really need to change things up and they need new people. I definitely can see fighting. Like, I mean, Ms. Ziggler. Great. We get that again, 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 like AJ Dean. We get that again, again, like I think part of it'll be helped when Cena comes back, which is supposed to be, next like next year and when i say next year i mean like in a month or two yeah uh undertaker is supposed to be making appearances we're supposed to be getting some other people back from injury i think benjamin might wind up coming after all benjamin oh man i heard that he might wind up coming back after all after he heals from his injury um there's also some other people they're talking about calling up to smackdown and there's a few people that just aren't being used right now like swagger here, yeah, because here's the thing: like, who do you, who do you have the Miz fight next? I mean, are you saying who do I or who do I think they will? Because I think there's there's a lot of options that you have on the roster. Both. I mean, honestly, you could because I have this feeling like they're gonna put AJ into a Shawn Michaels or Undertaker feud with the belt on the line. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I feel like there's a high chance that dean winds up going for the ic for for a hot minute okay um which is good for the ic because dean is a very viable heavyweight Uh contender 
Um, also, you could have Miz go for uh, go against uh, Swagger. Uh-huh. Or is Jinder on? No, he's on Raw. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's there's other people. You, I mean, uh, fuck, you got me. Nailed right in the dick, just like Ziglu. So here's here's my Sami Zayn. Trade him from Raw. Here's my here's my thought. Ready for this? Yep. They end Slater and Rhino, and Slater goes for the IC title. I'd be fine with it, right? They need an <laughs> they need an overface. Mm-hmm. He's definitely an overface. If he's he does hot need off this the job. tag belts, he's still like considered good, like kayfabe good. This is not this is not the Heath Slater of like three years ago that was ranked seventy seven in the video game. This is a different Heath Slater. Right. He's like 85 now. The crowd likes him and he's shown that he was like, there's a reason that he was around for so long is because he's, he is good. Everyone shits on him because he's low man on the totem pole usually. And he, he's been known to job out for what time is it? What time is it? Uh, yeah, forever. Uh, so, I mean, of course, you know, he's, he gets joked around on, but like, I mean, even his theme song, the one man band. Yeah. I actually love that theme song. I love the harmonies in it. But anyway, yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, yeah, and then... Anyway. And uh, Ellsworth didn't get his shot. And then Blue Dean's Intercontinental Champs against The Miz. And uh, yeah, that was, by the way, the, a really smooth, dirty deeds that he did on oh, Ellsworth. Yeah. Where he just comes out and slams him. Oh, my God. And AJ's not in the ring, and it's just such like a smooth like whoop, DD, yeah. DD, and then out. And then <laughs> Ambrose just like, good job, that was great, that was beautiful. Or else, or JBL. AJ. Oh, AJ. AJ, yeah, JBL too. JBL was like, I never thought I'd say I like Dean Ambrose, but what he did to that alien. God, honestly, JBL is so fucking good lately, and it feels so dirty of me to say that, but he has been so enjoyable. Him and Morrow are like, I never would have thought, but they are perfect. Also, Morrow, Morrow, I think the honeymoon phase is over. And I'm starting to notice that Morrow does fuck up a fair amount. Oh, yeah. He calls people wrong things. He, I still think he's better than Cole. I hate Cole. Man, if we could just replace Otunga with Graves and run a two-heel versus Morrow. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Mamma Mia. But honestly, if they just kick off Otunga and just kept it with uh, Tom, Tom since apparently you. they're running a four-man booth now. I just love when JBL just goes, shut up, Otunga, out of just nowhere. Uh, anyway, the product's been good. Uh, we're at a little over the half hour mark. I uh-huh. say we get Let's to go for it. Let's go for WWE it. trivia. I got to answer 28 questions. Small, I'll, I'll read the 20. rules here. I'll read the All rules, right. mister. Go, go. This is small package trivia. Now, Bob, since uh, we got two pay-per-view or uh, one pay-per-view left before the Rumble, right? And no one gives a shit about it because it's the second roadblock of the year. There's your first trivia question. Actually, there might be a, a New Year's Revolution that they're bringing back. Oh, I, maybe I think. Weird. Anyway, it'll be a SmackDown show. It'll be a who gives a shit because the Rumble's the next big pay per view, and yeah. it's coming up just around the corner, man. It's already the middle of December. So, with that being said, most of this this is, this is kind of a mix 
leaning a little heavier on Royal Rumble trivia. So, everybody, here's the stakes. We got 28 questions. Bob, if if you manage to get 20 of 28 questions correct, I have a sweet little prize for you. There is a physical prize. It's in the other room. Uh-huh. And also, I will never again end the podcast by saying yes. P.O.D., like podcast or the band. I will not say the or the band yes. part. I didn't say it for you last week, and you didn't notice. I didn't. But I'll never say it again. Now, Bob, here's the flip side. Yeah. If you fail to get 20 out of 28 correct. Yeah. From now on, we'll end the show with like P.O.D., like the podcast or the band. But you have to say the like the band you part. You monster! I am a monster. You monster! So if so if you fuck up, Bob. Why did I agree to this? If this you is not fuck worth up, it. you have to be the one who says your least favorite thing on planet Earth. Uh, let me grab. Entertain the folks for like half a second. I'm entertaining the folks for. See, I honestly don't know what he's grabbing. I'm pen. still. Whoa, pen. So he's. Down if you got your answers right or wrong. Oh man, he's back. I was so good at entertaining. You keep entertaining the oh, folks. Damn it! Why do I have to keep entertaining? All right, here we go. I have to answer these questions. Mop, so mop, 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 mop. Should I put the "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" music in there behind it? No, you should start off with a dun. Then, now, forever. Oh. All right, everybody. Here we go. What are you doing? This license does not reflect that. WWE characters are characters that do not represent the first all right, everybody. And you can play along at home. Here we go. All right, Bob. Now, there are some... You, disp- just, you guys playing along at home aren't staring down a barrel of a terrible thing, though. Dude, the plus, though. The plus is so amazing. Okay, well, keep going. Keep going. Right. Now, there are some this. disputed sources. Um, I can find the website that I took mine from. Uh, so, in the past, and I'm talking old school wrestling, like 19, yeah, yeah, early yeah. 1900s, wrestling matches were known for going for like very extended periods of time, and uh-huh. cards were usually only one or two matches. Uh-huh. Um, however, in the modern era, and by the modern era, I mean since the 60s, 70s, okay. Okay, in the modern era of wrestling, what is the longest match of the modern era? Is it A, three hours and ten minutes? Oof. <laughs> B, two hours and 20 minutes. Uh-huh. C, two hours and 52 minutes. Or D, 12 hours. I'm going to go with... Uh, I can repeat them if you need it. We had... Is it A, three hours and 10 minutes? Yeah. B, two hours and 20 minutes? Uh-huh. C, two hours and 52 minutes? Or D, 12 hours? I'm going to take... Can I ask for a clarification? Yes. Is this just a one-on-one match? No. Okay, because, like, the, the, the rumble count. No, 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 no. Not in counting. Like, it, it is not... Uh, it is not including... Uh, this is the all of the matches that I pulled these times from. Uh, at most, were six-way... One on one on one on one on one on one, or whatever. 
None of these are rumbles. Challenge. Something like that. These were all individual competitors, but not rumbles. Okay. These are all just matches. Okay. Let's do the two hours, 50-something. Final answer? Yes. Incorrect. 12 fucking hours, Bob. No way. At SWI Wrestling in 2012 in Sydney, Ohio, they held an ultimate Ironman match. It was a one match on the card match. It went for 12 hours. No intermissions. That's so boring. Also, two of the wrestlers on, on the website where I looked up this information were just like not even listed. They were that jobber that they just weren't even listed. Why would you agree to that? Like... Hey, we need you to pretend to fight for 12 fucking hours. Obnoxious. All right. That's watch that? By the way, that's one of your eight that you can get wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. Keep going. Okay. The highest WrestleMania attendance was WrestleMania 32 with yeah. 101,763. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The highest wrestling overall was WCW with New Japan. In the collision in Korea, 95. Uh-huh. That was between 150 uh-huh. and 170,000. Yeah. Aside from WrestleMania 32, what is the high, second highest WWE or WWE, uh, WWE or WWF event attendance? So this is which, which other than WrestleMania 32, yeah. has the highest attendance of any, of any uh, WWE or WWF event? Uh-huh. Is it A... WrestleMania X7, that was 2001. B, SummerSlam 92. C, WrestleMania 30, that's 2014. Uh-huh. Or D, WrestleMania 6, 1990. Uh, okay. and, oh, and, and, and to be fair, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. I'm going to give you three lifelines for the rest of this. Can I ask for the locations of these events? Uh... I don't have them all written down for for all of them. But I can look them up real quick if you'd like. It'll take like a second, okay. hot second. So that I'll say well, that's when I know that uh, 30 was in New Orleans, right? Uh, let's see. WrestleMania 30. I almost in New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken. Was New in, was in New Orleans in the, car- the in the suit in the Silverdome, Super Superdome brother, right? Superdome Super brother. Superdome. Anyway. Uh, WrestleMania X7 was in the Reliant Astrodome. Okay. And SummerSlam 92 92 was in uh, London and Wembley Stadium. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And WrestleMania 6... Was in. Wow. Turns out that ter- typing in uh, WM number was good for everything except for six because that pulled up a water pump. WrestleMania six was in the Sky Dome in Toronto. Okay. I'm going to go with SummerSlam 92. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Because Wembley Stadium is huge. Wembley Stadium is huge. That, that one. Uh, uh, is uh, famous because that was when British Bulldog won the title against Brett. Uh, it had 70,927. Uh, after that was WrestleMania 30 at 75,000. The other two had like 67-ish each. Uh-huh. Anyway, number three. 
who has the longest accumulated hardcore championship title reign? Ooh, well. Amongst all of their reigns, uh-huh. accumulated days. Yeah. Is it A, Rob Van Dam? Uh huh. B, Crash Holly? Uh huh. C, Steve Blackman? Uh huh. Or D, Al Snow? And you have two lifelines remaining. I'll give you two more lifelines. Let's look up the location, one lifeline. Okay, fine. I'll give you I'll give you your third lifeline back. But that's it. No more <laughs> lifelines here. We're not made of lifelines here. This isn't a fucking lifeline bank box. Uh, I thought that was a lifeline you were using asking for the locations. I'm gonna go with Crash Holly. Such a final answer. Yes. I'm sorry, Bob. It was your favorite of that list. Steve Blackman. Oh. Huh. Steve Blackman had a combined hardcore championship reign of 171 days. Crash Holly at 89, Al Snow 129, Rob Van Dam 134. Fun fact, no one held the hardcore title for long. There are a lot of people who had like six reigns and like a combined total of like three days. Because <laughs> they'd lose it and gain it back in a night. Uh... Who accumulated <laughs> has held the Intercontinental Championship for the longest? Is it A, Chris Jericho? Uh huh. B, The Miz? Uh huh. Or C, Dolph Ziggler? Ooh. See, here's the thing is longest that this one. Accumulated rain. This one is at least in an era of wrestling or at least involves an era of wrestling I've actually watched. Mm-hmm. All of the other ones have been more or less complete guesses. Fair. And <sighs> and also, in fairness, Chris Jericho is a very decorated uh, IC champion. So, uh-huh. he has... I will give you a hint. This is not one of your lifelines, but Chris Jericho has had nine reigns Miz has had six, and Ziggler has had five. Uh-huh. Now, that that may be misinformation to throw you... I mean, it's accurate information, but it may yeah. be to throw you sure, off. Sure, sure, sure. I'm still going to go with the Miz final answer. Correct. Yeah. The Miz has, has had it uh, for 300... As of today, 326 total uh, versus Jericho's 312 and Ziggler's 310. Fun because, stuff. uh... Yeah, that 120-day streak that really boosts your credentials. Who has had the longest individual United States title reign? The single, the single longest. Not accumulated, but single longest run. A, John Cena. B, MVP. Wait, the single longest what run? The United States title run. U.S., okay. A, John Cena. B, MVP. C, Shelton Benjamin. Or D, Dean Ambrose. Who has had the longest individual non cumulated US title run? Uh, uh, oh, wait, no, this one's actually Dean. Final answer? Yes. Final answer is correct. Dean Ambrose, 351 I days when he I was in The Shield. All right. Who of these superstars has the longest accumulated? WWE Championship Reigns. Now, to be clear, this is the WWE slash WWF Championship. Championship. Not the United, not the Undisputed, not the Heavyweight, not the Universal, not the whatever. Uh The WWE or WWF Championship. Championship. 
Is it A, CM Punk? Okay. B, Shawn Michaels? Okay. C, The Rock? Uh-huh. Or D, The Undertaker, the blood of your son is on your hands. Hmm. See, like, The Undertaker was obviously around the longest, mm-hmm. but he's obviously also not always been going for the top belt and seems to mostly especially the past few years just wrestle regardless of the belt it's a fair assumption to make about taker he was always good at being in feuds regardless Uh uh-huh you also still have your three lifelines what question number am i on number six six okay and you have two mistakes but i will say this there's a lot of true or false type of answers coming up. Uh-huh. So, and I think you'll do pretty well. My chances aren't going to increase. Okay. I think the hardest uh, part of the quiz is behind us. Uh, is it longest, Punk, longest Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and The Rock? Who has the longest accumulated WWE Championship reign? Uh, I'm going to use the lifeline. All right. We're going to use a lifeline. And we're going to make two of these answers go to sleep. Uh-huh. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker are out. Wow. Those Is it are the CM Punk thinking. or The Rock? Uh, let's go with The Rock. Now, we're gonna, we're, I, I'm going to repeat your lifeline real quick. Uh-huh. We're going to make two of these answers go to sleep. We're going to get oh. rid of Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is it A, CM Punk CM or Punk, C, The Rock? Answer. That is correct. CM Punk. Yeah, it it was really bolstered by him having the longest single reign of the last 30 years. Well, he had a very long reign. Fun fact, CM Punk has held at a combined total of 455 days. Uh, Shawn Michaels, 396. So that's like a 60 point drop off. Uh, The Rock, 367. Uh Uh-huh. Undertaker, 238. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. Undertaker don't wrestle for belts. All right. Question number seven. Who has the longer accumulated WWE championship reign? So, again, WWE championship accumulated amongst all of their reigns. Uh-huh. Okay. Is it Triple H, Randy Orton, or are they tied? See, like... The thought of them being tied is crazy. Especially because you think cumulated run days, how, could they like, add why up? Why else would you have brought it up? Unless it was specifically to fuck with you. <laughs> Which is possible. I mean, we are talking about Triple H. Oh, talk about cerebral. <laughs> uh, you want to shoot from the hip on this one? I'm going to go ballsy. They're tied. Correct. Yeah. They have they, the both of them have held the WWE championship for a combined 609 days. What a bizarre thing. That it's you know what's fun is when I was looking up these stats, there's an eerie number of people who have like combined accumulated title reigns that like are specifically just like both of them have like 314 days and just like, whoa, that's weird. How does that happen? Who knows? Huh. All right, you ready? Yeah. Number eight. In what may be my and maybe one of the 
harder questions okay. on on the quiz. Who has the highest career match win percentage? Ooh. From these four competitors. Okay. Is it A, Brock Lesnar? Okay. B, Mojo Rawley? C, John Cena? Or D, The Undertaker? And I'm going to read his name like that every fucking time. The highest career match win percentage. And this is to the fourth decimal place. Wow. Okay. Uh... Well, I rounded it up to the third for the purpose of this quiz, but yes, it's crazy. Highest career match win percentage, Brock Lesnar, Mojo Rawley, John Cena, and The Undertaker. This does not include rumbles to my knowledge. I mean, like... To my knowledge, these are singles and tag matches. And like uh, like triple threats, fatal four ways, etc. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean... Taker's got to have lost enough. I feel like Taker and Lesnar are out. I feel like this has to fall down with Cena, Big Match John, who never loses, and Mojo Raleigh, who must have gone on a hot streak in NXT, because I, I have never seen him win. Unless he's a dummy answer. Uh, let's go with Big Match John. It's hard to vote against Cena. Wabadoo. Final, Final answer. answer. Incorrect. Mojo Raleigh. Uh, Holy shit. Undertaker has a 68.354% win. Yeah. Follow the next one. I, this isn't the, I mean, there's more people that I didn't include in between them, uh-huh. but of these four, the next is Brock Lesnar at 71.075%. Yeah. I was right. Those two are out. I, I at least had John Cena, 77.12%. Uh-huh. Mojo Raleigh seventy nine point one eight four. Wow, a full like two and then some percent increase. That's insane. Mojo Raleigh. I mean, he doesn't he he doesn't get hyped. He stays hyped. Well, he hasn't been hyped on the SmackDown Live main roster. That's for sure. Now we got we got good news and bad news, Bob. We're through the first page of questions. You have the bad news is you're you're you've got three strikes against you. Uh huh. You got five left. If you get a sixth one against you. Looks like you'll be saying some stuff at the end of our podcast today. Hope you guys at home are having a lot of fun. Bob's sweating bullets over here. Number nine, Barb. Which WWE superstar has the best average match score from the Wrestling Observer over their career? Oh, for like match rating? For their average match rating. Okay. For all matches they've been in. Okay. Is it A... AJ Styles. Yeah. B, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. C, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Or D, Roman Reigns. It's got to be Daniel Bryan. Final answer. You have two lifelines left. If you'd like to use them, you don't have to use them at all if you don't want to. I, I guess I should use one here. Okay. Uh, it is... I don't even know how to give you a clue for this one that isn't just giving you the answer. So, I'll just say... 
that uh okay here's what here's a here's a great clue uh-huh. uh the the correct answer has been pedigreed by triple h in the last year <laughs> seth rollins correct seth rollins seth freaking rollins has an average match score of 3.91 next on this on this list is daniel bryan at 372 Mm. aj styles at 3.65 roman reigns just above aj styles with 3.68 get the fuck out who knew okay got one lifeline aj's been a lot of shitty shit in tna you got one lifeline left to get through this quiz yeah if i'm feeling particularly gracious and helpful i might give you more depending on how bad this gets okay. i do want to see you succeed here. uh-huh i'm uh, the dungeon master is not trying to kill the players he's just trying uh-huh. to advance the story number 10 which of these is not a wrestling observer five-star match of these four matches which is not a wrestling observer five-star match and as you know ww has not produced many yeah a cena punk money in the bank 2011 okay b heart Austin, WrestleMania 13, 1997. Okay. C, Michaels, The Undertaker, In Your House, Bad Blood, 1997. Okay. D, Angle Benoit, Royal Rumble, 2003. One of those is not a five-star match. Um... In fairness, it's a it's like a four point seven. So it's like Cena Punk, Angle Benoit, Undertaker, Michaels, Michaels and what was the last Hart one? Austin? And the Hart Austin is the one was the double turn where Austin didn't tap; he just bled out and just passed out in the ring. Cena Punk is the one where C- where Punk won the the title and then left through the audience. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael's undertaker is the debut of Kane. Uh, and then angle Benoit was a submissions match at the Royal Rumble 2003. All of them classics. If you've not seen any of these four at home, you should, you should go watch these. They're all great. Uh, but one of them is not a five-star match. And keep in mind that, that uh, the Wrestling Observer does take storyline heavily into consideration for these. I want to say it was the... No. So three five-star matches, and you got to pick out the one that doesn't belong. I honestly felt like this one was pretty obvious. Really? Really. Because because I feel like three of them are like monumental in WWE history, and then one of them is just not. Okay, well then, Angle Benoit submission. Final answer. Yes, Bob, you fool! You fell right into the pit trap. You got it correct. Okay. There you go, buddy. There you go. In fairness, it was a four point seven five five out of five. Jeez. I mean, it's great. But all right, now we're on to Royal Rumbles. Let's get a little easier. Let's okay. dial the back the difficulty a little bit for you, Bob. Okay. Number eleven. Who has the most Royal Rumble appearances? Is it A. Kane, B. John Cena, C. Chris Jericho, or D. World 
is the big show. Uh, isn't it Kane? Final answer? Yeah. Correct. Kane okay. has 21. Second is Big Show with 16. Cena and Jericho both rocking 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number 12. Who of these four participants has the worst Royal Rumble record? Okay. Is it A, The Miz, B, Matt Hardy, C, Rey Mysterio, or D, Dolph Ziggler? Now, when you say the worst Royal Rumble record, you mean overall who has lost the who has not won the most amount uh, of matches. So that is also including non Rumble appearances at the Royal Rumble pay per view. Okay, like of these four, one of them. Has I'll just say I'll word it like this for you. Uh-huh. One of them has never won a match at a Royal Rumble pay per view. Okay, Rumble match or otherwise. Gotcha. The other three have two wins. Gotcha. Well, I know for sure, Rey Mysterio won a Rumble. There you go. Um, that's that's so, one. It's one down. Uh. So that leaves Ziggler, Matt Hardy, and Miz. Mm-hmm. Let's go with Matt Hardy. Final answer. Matt Hardy. Final answer is incorrect. Um, Matt Hardy is two and eight at the Rumble. Dolph Ziggler zero and ten. Ouch, Ziggles. Sorry, Mister Zoogles. Hey, though, you still got a lot of questions to go. You can get a few more wrong. Which of these competitors has won a Royal Rumble? Okay. The Big Show? Okay. B, Mark Henry? Okay. C, Vince McMahon? Okay. D, Rikishi? Okay. Uh, Only one has won a Royal Rumble. Didn't Vince win? Is that a final answer? Yeah. Yeah, he won. Yeah. Which is really sad if you think about it, that... Rikishi, Big Show, and Mark Henry. Especially since every year, how can you eliminate the Big Show? Easy. He's never won it. (laughs) Okay. Kane has the record for the longest time accumulated in the Royal Rumble. Okay. This is going to blow your dick off. In like Rumble matches. Accumulated across all of his Rumble appearances. Uh Uh-huh. How much time has he spent in the Royal Rumble? Oh, fuck. Is it A, 14 hours, 24 Jesus minutes? Jesus Christ. B, 18 hours, 35 minutes? C, 20 hours, 17 minutes? Or D, 5 hours, 36 minutes? Uh, what question is this? Kane has the record for the longest like time number. in the Royal Rumble accumulated. This is 14. Okay, I'll use my last phone a friend it is either b 18 hours and 35 minutes or d 5 hours and 36 minutes <laughs> you're giving me the extremes yep uh well c was 20 hours but it's either 18 it's either b oh. 1835 or d 5 hours 36 let's see you got I just want you to think about this. Rumbles. It's been a 21 rumbles. Yeah. So I'm thinking, and they average an hour and so. Oh, yeah. No. Rumbles are long, and he's been in 21 of them. But has he but been in them long? That would, 
I mean, to get to 18, you're looking at spending an average amount of time of like well over a half hour in each one. Yep. But in each one. But looking at if it was only five but hours. But if it was five hours, yeah. The average is like very short. Fuck it, let's go 18 hours. Correct. Yeah. 18 and a half hours in the rumble, dude. That's insane. That is positively when, insane. That's why I said it'll blow your dick off. When I looked at the times and I was like, that's impossible. Because like the next closest one is short by like four or five hundred minutes. Jeez. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. who is second to Kane in accumulated time in the rumble? Wow. And it's by a butt ton. Okay. To be fair, so his was 1,111 minute uh, or 1,115 minutes uh-huh. is how long he spent. The second place has 774. Okay. Is it Chris Jericho? Uh-huh. Triple H? Uh-huh. The Big Show or Shawn Michaels? I'm going to go with Trips. Final answer? Yeah. Shawn Michaels uh-huh. at 774. Who dog? Who doggy? Jericho had five fifty two. Trips has six forty nine. Big Show seven oh seven. Huh. So, all right, quick fire round. Are you ready? Okay. We got some quick fires coming up. These will each be an A or B choice. So coin flip. Okay. And the question for all of them, yeah, is who has more accumulated Royal Rumble appearance time? So, who has spent more time in the ring? In a Royal Rumble. Okay. 16. Rob Van Dam or Great Khali? Rob Van Dam. Final answer? Yeah. Great Khali. Damn. 450 minutes to Rob Van Dam's 361. The Miz or Mick Foley in all of his incarnations? That's Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, Dude Love, and Mankind. The Miz. Correct. Miz has 538 to Mick Foley's 433. The Rock or Seamus? Shamey. Correct. 309 to 294. Batista or Santino Morella? Santino held the record for shortest elimination he did. for a while. He did. He did. But he also did that part where he was just technically in the match for a really long time. He did. <laughs> I'm going to go Santino. Santino Murdoch is correct. <laughs> 290 to 276. Do you want me to read your scores as of right now or finish the quick fire first? Finished quick fire. I think I only have like two more affordable misses or something. It's not it's tight. pretty. Chris Benoit or there's a hurricane coming through. Hurricane Helms. <sighs> Hurricane Helms. Final answer? Yeah. Chris Benoit. Uh, 270 to 246. Hulk Hogan or Dean Ambrose? Dean. Correct. 196 to 190. Rowdy Roddy Piper or Roman Reigns? Roman. 
Final answer? Roddy. Correct. Roddy Viper, 177 to 176. Well, that'll get surpassed in a month. All right, so you have one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six misses. Don't tell Lauren. <laughs> you've got six misses, and you've got one, two, three, four, five, six questions left. Okay, so I can afford two misses out of the six. If you if you get at least four of the last six right, uh-huh. you win. If you get any less than four okay. right, it's over. Okay, let's do this. Who of these four competitors has not won at least two? Royal Rumbles. Okay. So, you got to pick out the one who has less than two. Okay. John Cena. Uh-huh. Randy Orton. Uh-huh. Triple H. Uh-huh. Shawn Michaels. Uh-huh. Orton. Correct. Yeah. Orton has not won two Rumbles. Three questions. Number 24, just for you. Who won the first Royal Rumble in 1988? Was it Smash? Uh huh. Big John Studd? Uh huh. Hacksaw Jim Dungan? Uh huh. Or Hulk Hogan? This question's just for you. Ha! Uh, Hacksaw Jim. Oh, that's correct, Bob. All right. All four, right we got four, two more. Four questions left. Two more, two more. What entry number with four winners at this spot is considered to be the luckiest entry in the Rumble? Oh, I think I know. Is it 27? Okay. 29? Okay. 5? Uh-huh. Or 24? 27. Correct. Yep. I, was, I wasn't sure if it was 27 or 28, and 28 wasn't an option, so. True or false? Uh-huh. You have twice the odds at winning from a 1 to 10 entry. That you do from an 11 to 19 in a 30-man Royal Rumble. Uh, so you're going to have to bring that again. True or false. Kay. You have twice the odds. Twice the odds. At winning from a 1 to 10 entry. Yeah. That you do from an 11 to 19 entry in a 30-man Royal Rumble. Oh, I totally believe that. True. Correct. That gives me the win. Does that give you the win? That was four answers. That was four answers of the six. Let's see. Let's see. One. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. I miscounted. You have seven incorrect answers already. Whoa. So you have to get at least one of these two. Okay. Who has the longest single rumble Iron Man time? So this is the longest person to survive in a rumble. Okay. Bob Backlund in 1993. And and to give you another hint, all of these are very, very long. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's down to like a minute's difference. Okay. Bob Backlund in 93. Yeah. Roman Reigns last year. Uh-huh. Kane 2001. 
Rey Mysterio 2006. Isn't it Ray 06? Final answer. Final answer? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, Ray Mysterio is. 2006. There it is. One hour and two minutes and 12 seconds. Backland, I think, was off by about a minute. Kane was off, or Kane, Kane's was a little bit short. It was like seven minutes off. Roman's last year was like, I think, like a minute and some seconds off. <clears throat> well, might as well just do the final question What's since it's here. One? What's the last one? Last one? question. Roman Reigns broke Kane's single elimination, elimination record, record yeah. in 2014 uh-huh. with the number blank. 9, 14, 12, or 11. Uh, I thought it was 16, so I guess I'm going to go with 14. Incorrect. C, 12. Oh. But you win with the exact number of misses that you were allowed to have. Oh, man. It was so tight. Can I tell you oh. something? I actually skipped 27 and asked 28 first because I thought that 27 was going to be a gimme for you. So I was trying to build up some suspense. Uh-huh. And now I realize I should have just fucking asked it in the right order. Because uh, you got, you would have, oh man, you'd have been sweating fucking bullets over here if you'd missed that. It came down to the last question. Yeah. But in fairness, I'm a man of my word. So I will no longer end the podcast yeah. with POD like the band. <laughs> This is the last time you'll ever oh, hear me say it, guys. Great. POD like the band. You'll just have to go back to the archives and listen to all the old ones. But you do win a prize. Ooh, Let me grab I'm it excited. real quick. I'm Entertain excited. the fans while I grab the prize. All right. I'm excited. I accept. I graciously accept my victory on the first ever rendition of Small Package Trivia. Uh, it means a lot to me that Corey put this together. Uh, I uh, thank him for his efforts. And I will hopefully be putting together a trivia game for myself to uh, give Corey a little something back. Uh, but now that he has returned, I get my prezies. Bob, you are now the proud owner. <gasps> of a Roman Reigns yeah. and John Cena, uh, whatever the fuck these Superstar are. Superstar figurines. Yeah, these are very small. W- I mean, they are officially licensed. Uh-huh. They are uh-huh. not entirely accurate looking. Oh, no. Roman Reigns looks like... And well, first the- off, Undertaker is a midget. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of weird looking. But the, the name of the company that makes these is Beverly Hills Teddy Bear. Um, so, to, uh, Roman Reigns' face honestly looks a lot like uh, you know what actually hold on one sec keep talking about it uh, it, it, under, it looks just like um, Luke Harper's face which is very entertaining um, what do we got on John Cena he's wearing his orange pants uh, he looks very much like uh, the John Cena you'd expect to see. In- I was going to give you the other two at Christmas, but since you won, here's the Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker. His legs are really short. Yeah, no. Undertaker's- like all of them have short, stubby legs, but, but Undertaker's straight Undertaker's up. His dimensions are like. It's like very like hornswoggly. They do not remind me of Undertaker legs at uh, all. Roman Reigns' face looks like Luke Harper. Yeah, they're all none of them. Actually, it was funny because the Undertaker one looks just like Mike Hall. Shout out to Michael Hall, friend of the show. And that's that's what initially inspired me to buy one at all. 
was that oh my god Brock looks like a fucking dark it's so they're, they're so weird looking uh don't feel too bad about the price on them because i found them at that fucking dollar store that's next to michael's uh-huh and they were on the ground they weren't <laughs> even hanging up on anything and they weren't in the same fucking aisle they were like on the ground in different aisles like i was playing like a scavenger hunt and I picked them up as we were walking around. Well, I didn't realize there were only four of them. And uh-huh. I, I wish I had just looked at the back to realize, yeah, there's only four. But uh, I was like walking around the store and I was just like, huh, a John Cena thing. Oh, look, a Roman Reigns. And then like two hours later, I was like, huh, a Brock Lesnar. And then like in the food, I was like, the Undertaker. I was like, if I just keep Where'd looking around the from? store, am I going to find more of these freakish little machine? But hey, there you go. There's your prize. You can put those in an incinerator. Or uh-huh. on your desk, uh huh, or in a closet, uh huh, or keep them in the box because maybe in thirty oh, years they'll be worth they'll be worth three dollars in thirty people years. People be like, people be like, yo, you got that Beverly Hills Teddy Bears collectibles line of the WWE Super like Super Stuff. ever. Anyway, well, this has been a lot of fun. Good, uh, good podcast. Great, I gr- I would venture to say great podcast. Uh huh. The Wrestling Observer would give this like a four point two. Uh huh. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Small Package. Uh, we will have the John Moore interview up eventually. It's coming. Uh, I'm saving it for Christmas time. I think it'll be a nice thing Aww. to put while we're up. And we'll probably be away for Christmas. Christmas time. So uh, I know I said it would be up for Thanksgiving, but we save nope. it for Christmas. It's a present. Uh huh. You can find Bob on social media at Bob Vecchetti on Twitter and at Soldier Scuzzy on instagram if you like soda pop true you can find me on instagram and social media at cb poindexter and you can find the both of us on twitter at small package pod that's for podcast (sighs) forever (sighs) then can i have one last one to go out on okay or or pod like the band yes that's the last time you motherfuckers ever get to hear that except in the archives thank you so much make sure to tune back in next week for another exciting edition of small hey, hey.